Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Uh, thanks for joining us. I'm really excited. Today, our guest is going to be Jake Sherman again. You might remember that he was the senior reporter for Politico, but since the time we last talked, which was November 13th, I believe, um, he has he started uh, his own, uh, I guess, news group. We'll have him define it when he comes on, but um, we're going to talk a lot about that. And uh, it's called Punchbowl. It's awesome. Everybody should read it. Um, and it's like when I when I've called him before, the ultimate insider. The like Punchbowl is the ultimate insider scoop for everything that's going on in DC. Um, so we'll talk about that. It's also been like even though it's been three months since we talked, it's been like a whole lifetime. Um, so we'll just kind of catch up on things. And uh, he, including you know the state of all the parties, the COVID relief bill, maybe you know, the fact that there was an insurrection and all kinds of good stuff. So hope you enjoyed this one. Jake's one of my favorite guests. Well, hello, Jake Sherman. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Um, thanks for having me. Uh, absolutely. Um, so the last time we talked, it was, I'm, I'm pulling up my notes here. It was November 13th. And um, it was right after the new class had uh, started orientation, or I think it was during orientation. Um, and it, yeah, so technically it's only been a few months, but it feels like so much has happened since then in the last three months. And it's been like 30 years in, yeah. in normal people live, yeah, life. Yes, I know. Yeah. So I, so starting with, um, you know, we were, we were trying to get you to tell us on the last podcast where you were going after Politico. But you officially announced that, obviously, and I did. took off like a like a I don't know rocket ship or something. So tell us about Punchbowl. Yeah, so Punchbowl News. We are Punchbowl News, not Punchbowl, but just the Punchbowl News. Uh, okay. It's okay. okay. You got half of it. Fifty yeah. percent ain't bad. Punchbowl, um, Punchbowl News. Yes. Yeah, so we, um, yeah, we're we're just a not just we are a, um, a news outlet that is focused on power, people, and politics. So um, basically focused on the leadership and well first of all focused on the capital and mm -hmm. we believe that the capital is the center of the political universe as you you and i have talked about many times and we also um we believe that like the leadership has a ton of power influence way and the entire building as you know since you you were in the the leadership runs through that and so we are we put out three newsletters a day a morning edition that will always be free an afternoon and evening edition that are behind a paywall and all of our events and convening events and et cetera are also uh, behind a paywall. And like, for example, today we did a brown bag lunch. I don't know why anyone calls it a brown bag lunch anymore. Cause you know, it's we're not, all just, um, like not, yeah, and I actually haven't even eaten lunch yet. And it, I did not have a brown bag. Um, <laughs> so, so it's really uh, just, a, we, we okay, did it with, uh, we did it with, um, our premium members and like a bunch of, a couple hundred people showed up and we just wow. talked about what's going on and everything like that. We have a Sunday evening show where we bring on um, a reporter from outside of Punchbowl news and, um, and uh, we talk about the week ahead. It's called the look ahead. We've had a bunch of good people. We've had um, uh, Manu Raju. We've had Katie Tur. We'll have a bunch more people coming up. We have, uh, Jonathan Capehart this week. So we have a lot of fun, interesting people. And we basically just talk about what's happening uh, the week ahead. Uh, and uh, that's, that's, so we're, we see ourselves as like a content company okay. and, um, and focused on the um, focused on power and Washington. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's very, 
I mean, when we're, you know, told people to subscribe and um, check it out and everything, but like to, it really is the most insider edition of Washington. Like that's to me, that's kind of what distinguishes it from anything else. So well, we're trying to, what we're trying to do is we're trying to be a, um, a news source for people who need to understand what's happening and what will happen in Washington for people in Washington and for people who need to interact with Washington. So like we see our core audiences here, but also like New York finance, Silicon Valley, um, that kind of, those kind of concentric circles around, um, around it all. So, and we also have just started our own podcast, which is not nearly as cool as, as this, because it's just me and Anna in the morning, um, riffing, it's called, it's called the daily punch and Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's up by like 6am every morning. And it's just us two, um, riffing on, um, the news of the day and going back and forth on like three topics. So So like how long, how long is it usually? It's like 10 minutes. Oh, so short. Okay, cool. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, we see it as like a talk show between us two, like almost like if you were two people sitting on stools at a bar, which God, I haven't been to a bar in like oh a thousand God. years. I know we, we were just talking, uh, cause I'm going to go down to Florida and someone was like, oh, it's a really cool bar scene. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> well, in Florida, you probably have the ability to do that. Um, you just wouldn't be so smart to do that, but no, you know. it would not be smart. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to stick uh, to the ocean. And I, yeah, that's a good idea. And like, that's the thing I'm looking forward to the most about um, getting, getting rid of COVID from our lives. But anyway, I know I was driving past Nellie's and I'm like, man, just looking at that, thinking about all the bodies packed in and like, oh my God. Yeah. I used to live around the corner from Nellie's not too long. Well, actually it was too long ago, but but I used to, uh, I I lived on U street for a long time before U street was like a cool deal. I used to live over there. So I moved into that neighborhood like right before COVID happened. And so it, you know, Did everyone, you? yeah, everyone was like, oh, it's going to be so loud, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's obviously has not been loud, but um, no, it's- well, it's funny. That was like the, um, that was the, and I feel like this is like straying from politics, but that's okay. Um, this oh, is, okay. Uh, yeah. So I felt like it was time to move once. I had to like push through people to get to a restaurant at night, Oh yeah, which was, I moved out of that neighborhood in 2015. So okay. six years ago, which is God, that seems like it's so long ago. Um, and that was when, you know, it, it just became like a huge, but it's a great, I love that neighborhood. I, yeah. It's I'm, a cool I'm, neighborhood. It's fun. Yeah. Just, I, I probably, I don't think I will like it as much once everything goes back. Cause I'll just, <laughs> right. They don't market it as no people, no right. restaurants open. <laughs> well, the restaurants so, have been here the whole time. Cause they've had the outside stuff. So from, yeah, and and there are a lot of good outside seating and they've got, right. they've all built the like quasi outdoor. Yeah. With the, with the heaters and stuff. So it hasn't been bad for that front. I've definitely have had more options here than pretty much anywhere else I've seen, but anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I, it's still like, you know, eating outside is not eating inside, I guess. No, that's what I'm I, saying. I just, yeah, I know. Anyway, yeah. back to, back to reality. Yeah. So it goes, we'll, we'll continue to fantasize about going to restaurants and going to bars, but alas. Um, okay. So punchable's going well. What was it like to do that on your own? I mean, that's a big commitment to start. Yeah, it is. We, um, it, we, it was a big commitment. It was a big risk because Anna and I and, and John Bresnahan, our other co-founder who was here a minute ago, but I guess has gone to the, um, the house vote. Um, 
Is it? It's the, the Equality Act right now, right? It is the Equality Act, but everyone wanted to talk for reasons that are obvious. But um, I think people are still no. There's some proxy voting going on. Mm. Uh, um, yeah, it's going to pass, obviously. Um, the uh, but that's a big moment. I don't mean to. <laughs> I don't mean to diminish. No, the I vote. mean we did. I, I, the the only reason I'm not being more celebratory is because like, well, we did it last year too, and yes, now now right. you've just got more horrible people who are saying more horrible shit about it, and it's. Yeah. And it might get through the Senate, but who knows? I don't. I don't have high hopes for that. Um, There's a couple people. But, in um, yeah, so it was scary because we all had great jobs and we love Politico. But there was, um, and this podcast is a great example of it. There is a, um, a trend in media that I, w- I wouldn't say we were at the beginning of. I'd say if it was a baseball game, we were in the third inning, maybe, um, of just in- content creators and individual journalists going out into doing their own deal um and i uh you know and i just i i thought that to be interesting and you know there's not much um there's not many hurdles or barriers anymore right there's not many barriers to entry if you want to be an individual content creator journalist um and you're not at a big outlet right like you're doing this podcast and you could do it on your own or you could do it with the company who's willing to sell ads against it Mm -hmm. um for us all we had to do was buy computers and yeah. sign up with an email service provider. Uh, we use campaign monitor. That's not relevant, but it's just like a service <laughs> that, you know, you pay them money and they help you organize your lists. And it's a, you know, software as a service, which everyone kind of knows about. Um, and we sell ads against, I don't do that, but we have someone who sells ads sponsorship for the content for the newsletter. And we have a service that sell that organizes our paid ads. So it's like, I don't know. It's not, it, we don't need a 300 person newsroom to do what we're doing is basically right. what I'm saying. Whereas like 40 years ago, if you wanted to cover Congress, you needed to be in a big paper that yeah. had a Washington bureau and a huge newsroom. And, you know, and you just, you don't need that anymore. And I'm not diminishing newsrooms. I'm just saying for us, we felt like it, we, we had a, an entrepreneurial itch. Well, and you're allowed, you're, you have the capability of, of creating kind of a niche that, or well, not creating, but you found a niche that you guys were already in and yeah. now have the ability to kind of, um, I don't know, run with. So all, all three of you were from Politico, right? Yes, that's right. Uh, and I was there 11 years. Uh, Bresnahan was there 14 years. And Anna was there for roughly nine or 10 years. And she's the CEO. Um, oh. So she's all of our bosses always forever. So um, no, I'm just kidding. But she she's the CEO. <laughs> so she kind of runs the company. I do. I run. I don't really run anything. But I, Brez and I are up here on the hill every day. And then we have one more employee named Rachel Schindler, who uh, came to us from Facebook News. She was previously at Politico. And the crazy thing is we convinced her to move across the country and wow. like without even ever, I mean, we talked to her a million times on Zoom. Yeah, but, like yeah. we didn't fly, like, fly out there to recruit her. Like, but she was part of our think our thought process. And I always told her we worked together at Politico. She was on the data side of Politico. And I always told her if we started a company, like, I would love to have her. And so when we started a company, we convinced her to move across the country in the middle of COVID. Wow. Uh, and uh, and uh, there's some insanity to that, but. I mean, I think that, yeah, any, anyone who's started a business, is, you know, you, you know, the insanity that comes with it, but that's. Yeah. I mean, cool. you know that too, from running a campaign, that's basically a business, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't even, yes, but also in a weird fucked up way but yeah yes can i can i flip the table can i flip the script on you and ask you questions sure. i didn't tell you i was going to do this yeah no um, worries. 
a reporter what, at heart, you know? Yeah. What's what's with Gavin Newsom? Oh, whether he's going to get recalled? Well, I don't know if he's going to. Yeah. I mean, what's your take on him? This is like just us having a conversation yeah. and and not actually you asking me questions. So I'll just ask you some questions. Well, so so here's the thing. I think that anybody who was in a executive level position in government, so mayors, governors, anything like that, like it's a no win situation. No, you were never going to make everybody happy. Not even close. At, and, and in COVID, especially like no one knew the right way to respond. We didn't have a precedent Correct. for, you know, whether we should be doing shutdowns or what the shutdown should look like. If we should close schools, if we shouldn't. And you have so many, um, conflicting pressures between, you know, the economic side, the teachers unions, for example, and, um, you know, business owners, I mean, just everything like there's, there's no way to balance it all and actually make it, um, you'll never get it right. So I think I don't want to, I don't yeah, want to, I mean, listen, it, I seem, it seems like California has these weird, you know, um, this weird, like the recall system is like all California just gets into this a lot, you know, not a yeah. lot, but it's just like, it's a weird anvil over your head. I mean, totally. um, you know, it's how, how, like, how friggin' Schwarzenegger became governor in California because like, yeah, with the help of Daryl Issa and, um, Although people say Schwarzenegger, I mean, people now look back at Schwarzenegger as like being a relatively good governor and like, it's, oh, a, it's weird. It, how- yeah. If it, well, it's like how we kind of are somewhat looking back with a level of fondness for Bush. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. But you know, I, I would say this, I would say that a lot of people, uh, I think people are frustrated with many things. I think people are frustrated with like in California specifically, I have family there and obviously you're there uh, and you have family there and a lot of people that you know there, but yeah. you know, I think it's the the fits and starts, right? Like it's like just not knowing what's open, what isn't, where, what the oh, kind of, much. what the climate is yep. at any given fucking time of the day. Yep. No, and then I number two, I think it's just a high death rate, which is obviously awful. Right. And I think, listen, the, 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 um, the French laundry thing was a disaster. Oh God, dude. Okay. I, like these are these are unforced errors where I know I am not a person to talk about fucking. Un- <laughs> well, but, but like I don't know why you. I mean, I I just it blows my mind why you would do something like that. It's just like what the fuck. But you know, people do what they do. I guess. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, politicians are just people, and that's the thing that people um, often don't understand. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but like when you're be- when you're out there banging the drum. Um, for not going into restaurants and then you're going into yeah i know i know that's what it's just it's it's not it's worse it's worse than an unforced era no it's like it's so stupid and um but i don't know he's not gonna be recalled right i i don't know people are mad Uh, democrats are mad um my sister's a small business owner and she was very much the one of in one of the groups that's was totally screwed over by what you, whether you can open or not and when and how, and um, you know, there's no, she doesn't, she can't, she can't benefit from the PPP stuff because it was too much of a barrier to entry and, you know, the repayment possibility. I mean, she's like her size business is the perfect group of, of what has gotten completely fucked over during COVID. And she recognizes like how lucky she is that she had family support and that the business is recovering and everything. Um, But it's like, you know, the, if if he's lost the support of people like my mom and my and my sister and people who are hard Democrats, like 
I don't know if they'll vote to recall him, but they're not going to vote not to recall him. You know what I mean? Like, is, what is how does what is the procedure? Is it you what, you vote to re? Is there a vote? You you have to get a number of signatures. Yeah, you have to get a number of signatures, and then there's an actual vote. And I'm, and, and if I remember right, it goes to the ballot as a yes, no. Do you want to recall? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, and then if you do want to recall. It's like you vote for the person. If I remember right, like it's it's all at the same time, which is how you ended up getting somebody like Schwarzenegger who went who made right. it through. So um, I haven't looked into it enough because you know not not in California statewide politics. But no, and also you're not in office, so you don't actually have to know this. And I'm just being giving you a hard time because I don't know it either. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think pe- yeah, people are. I mean, God, and we put, we noted this in Punchbowl News this morning. Um, but uh, bad, bad couple of days for Democratic governors between Newsom and Andrew oh, Cuomo in New York. Oh, yeah. So God. and so everything, anyway. everything I got from um, from from people. So I I uh, was reached out to by someone who post who published the Medium story uh, mm-hmm. about the harassment and everything. And um, and everybody that I reached to would be like, "Just what's your take on this?" They're all like, "Oh, that sounds about right." So you know. yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I, you know, it's. Um, We'll have to see what he. I don't think he's responded. I know Schumer today here in the Capitol was forced to respond. And what did he, he say? Well, he didn't say anything at the outset in the hallways, but um, his office later said like something I have actually right in front of me. He said uh, Schumer has said many times that sexual harassment is never acceptable <laughs> and must not be tolerated, and any credible allegation should be investigated. Uh, I don't want to make too big of a deal of this, but, and I'm not suggest I'm not trying to marry these two things, but Cuomo and Schumer have had a rough relationship over the last year or so. I remember, and you might remember Cuomo blamed Schumer on uh, state and local funding, not getting in some of the COVID bills last time around. And um, I'm not suggesting that as, that has, no, but, to do with it. but like, they're not, they're not very, I would say this, they're not very close to They're not super tight allies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think, but, but I didn't even, I didn't even know. I didn't fully understand why people were saying that the deaths in the nursing homes were his fault. I was, I was only half paying. Yeah, well, they didn't say that. Um, well, some uh, people were said, directly saying well, that. Well, they just said that like that. he should have been, he wasn't, his aide was not upfront about it. It was a very trusted aide of his. Um, and I think that's a problem, but listen, I mean, I don't know. Does, you know, uh, he, I don't think he can get beat by a Republican. So not well, in New I- York. And the sexual harassment stuff, I, I was, I was betting because obviously I fucking know how people respond to these things now. Um, and I was talking to people, I was like, what, you know, I bet you, I bet you anything. He just doesn't respond at all. I bet you, he just ignores the shit out of it. So, well, unless more people come in, I don't know anything about this. So I should probably not, I should probably not like post hypotheticals because I, I, and I don't cover this, but I just think that, uh, yeah, who knows? It'll yeah. be it, let's leave it at it'll be interesting to see how it's all how it all shakes out. Yeah, and and what I'll say is just that I would not be surprised if the outcome is very different because he's you know, he's a he's a dude. And there's a certain amount of like people are like, Yeah, I'm sure he did do that. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, who it's it's it, it's all over media in New York too. It was on the front page of the New York Post today. So it was a um oh. Uh, you know, anyway, so, so yeah, we'll interesting, be interesting times moving on. I don't, I don't envy mayors or governors or anybody in a, in that kind of a position right now. So, uh, yeah, because I mean, who the hell knows how to deal with this stuff? Mm-mm, no. And you're going to be the one who's blamed no matter what. So, uh, yes, correct. Um, so Gavin 
best select you. <laughs> yeah, right, right, um, right. One of the beauties of being out of this entirely is that like, I don't. You don't get asked about it? No, no, no. I, I don't mind getting asked about it, but I'm also like, there's no, there's no stakes if I don't know the answer, but also like I can, I don't, I don't have to like pick a side or be, you know, super dodgy about the question because, you know, I don't want to, because yeah. Gavin's an ally. <laughs> so do you, did you have any relationship with him? Oh yeah. I mean, relationship being like campaign events and stuff like right. that. I, that's and, what I meant. Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, I mean, yeah, we were friendly. I, I had a, I, and I would say still have um, a much closer relationship with his wife. Um, right. I think we've like, actually, said, not we, Anna, Anna's done a bunch of stuff with his wife and by stuff, I mean, I think Anna's hosted her at an event and done a podcast with her. So we've, I've, and actually we've done a podcast with, um, with, we've done an event with Newsom and I actually found Newsom to be uh, a super engaging dude yeah. who is like a really like, um, I don't know. He just was easy to talk to. It's he's, kind of my, who's kind of my, my charmer, you know, yeah, um, yeah. but no, Jen, I, mean, I guess you don't get that far without being a charmer, right? No, you don't become California governor, but right. um, yeah, he, Jen, I always said, and, and I think I said this to his face and I definitely said it to her face, but I always said it should be, it should be Jen Seibel Newsom. Who's the, who's the governor, not him. And maybe it will be, who knows? <laughs> I know. <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, I don't remember where we were when we started talking. Oh, about- sorry, I didn't. Um, no, it's okay. Where were we? We were, we were we just could, shooting the shit mainly. Um, so we could talk about. Let's talk about. Um, just okay. We were talking about the new the new Congress that was getting kind of sworn yes, in. Some of Congress. the crazy, and it turns out that they are far more crazy than we ever even you know could have. Well, maybe we could have imagined it all, but you know they're pretty horrible, especially Bobert and Green. Um, yeah, what? I mean, listen, I, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, how does the Republican Party deal with this, right? I mean, yeah. so, I mean, uh, take a step back here. The Republican Party doesn't get involved in primaries. So uh, the NRCC, National Republican Congressional Committee, doesn't get involved in primaries. So when stuff like Ever. this happens, yeah, not officially. So like they view it as, and this is a fine way to view it. I don't think it's a particularly effective or efficient way. They're like, well, someone gets elected and they're Republican, they're us, you know? Well, and by the way, yeah. that's that that's possible to do when you're talking about these wildly gerrymandered districts. Bobert, she's got a competitive race. I mean, sure, hers could very well be, you know, on depends. On, it, it could be competitive. Yeah, exactly. And be, but I'm sorry. Yeah, it was only by six or something like that this past time. And so whatever, if I remember right. Um, so next time, depending on what redistricting looks like, it, you know, it could be up for grabs. Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's she's fucking safe. And there's not a lot. She is. And by the way, she can run for governor. Oh, please. Uh, sorry for Senate, rather. I mean, you know, the the I, I, I wouldn't I would not count that out. Well, let's hope she does. That would actually be great because, you know, I don't think that I actually don't think that she could win a statewide at all. I, um, I don't know. I mean, I have no I, I have I'm, I'm out of the prediction businesses. I think I've told I you. Know, I think, I think. Yeah, I really don't think that there's any point in predicting anything anymore. It's just like. So, just, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that. Um, I think that if you are a uh, someone like her, she's on no committees. She's all she's doing is throwing up these um, these procedural votes all the time. And oh, yeah. and and she's I mean, listen, I, I, I mean, I, I I'm trying to not actually pay her much attention, but only in the broad scope of like 
if she's actually impacting things. I just, I don't have, I don't have time to chase around. No, shiny you objects. Know I mean, and I'm not calling her a shiny object, but these stories, you know, I, I just, I, I, it's, it's, unless it's having an impact on, on things, like I just can't. No. And I actually like, I hate that I do. I, I end up being like, I don't, I don't know if engaging with is the right word, but I guess so. Like, I'm like, what the fuck with her, with this trans thing? When she just, she did that video of herself going like that. You saw it, I'm sure. That, I did. I yeah. did. I mean, I don't, I don't. Um, yeah, I did. And it's and just, I was just like, I was just like, how? But dude, Congress is performance art right now. Oh, right? 100%. 100%. I mean, but also like, for people on the left and the right, but more at the moment, the right. Because like, yeah. even if you look at, if you look at some of the most popular figures in the Democratic Party, they're actually legislating or trying to. I mean, they're in the majority, but like, you know, it's just a different ball game right yeah. now. It's it's like you're not awarded for for normal behavior. No, you're not at all. And, <laughs> you know, so uh-uh. no, and and there's there's it, it's very difficult to ever be effective, and not like Marjorie Taylor Greene was ever fucking going to Congress to try and be effective, right? Like it was always going to be a, a you know. Jerry Springer kind of role, whatever. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, yes, that's right. And I think that the on the other hand, um, like, what is McCarthy to do here? I mean, I, I, I don't have a good answer for that. Um, oh. Well, then you've I, got I, yesterday how uh, Liz Cheney said Trump should absolutely not be going to CPAC and being part of a party. And then. Oh, I was there. I was you? there. Was it? I, was it was I mean, it was awkward. Um, you know, listen, this is day two of the mccarthy cheney you know it's just another day of splits in the republican party i mean listen uh they tried to take take cheney out it didn't work mm-hmm. so, so now what yeah know, right? like what McCarthy. are you supposed to do so yeah i mean so um so she has the political capital to say whatever she wants and do basically whatever she wants and all people could do is kind of complain and and beg for mercy to the extent that they want to i mean and this yeah so it's just it's but it's shocking to see it in real time right like mccarthy's mm-hmm. with trump and and she's not so well, yeah and she, it just, she's hedging a long term that either that either and i don't i think she's right that at some point this will have to be marginalized like it's not going to be possible for it to continue the way that it is Yes, but by the way, I'm just looking to see the passage here. Uh, the, the, it is 224 to 206, every Republican voting against it. Of course they are. So it's passed. Two no, one, 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 we need one more, right? No, because I think the, the whole number is low because of, because of uh, no, 224. No, it's, 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 that's passage. So yeah. yeah. It's, it, oh, 218. Yeah. 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 But also it's even lower than that because I think the house is not full at the moment, but that yeah, that's 230. Anyway. Um, Congratulations. So, yeah, congratulations to people who are who care about equality. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, well put. Yeah. So, I mean, I, anyway, um, not to harp on this, but like, you know, um, she's betting that the party snaps back to a normal place. I'm betting that that won't happen. Probably. I don't think it will either. I don't think it's. I don't think I mean, it's Adam possible. Adam Kinzinger, who I think you probably know a little bit, um, mm-hmm. is doing a. Are you on Clubhouse? <laughs> okay, so I've been invited, and I like. I every time I hear something about it, I'm just like, it's, it's just fun. Out. Is it really? No. Oh. Okay. Cool. <laughs> cool. But like, you should get on it because it's actually like okay. modestly interesting, and okay. you would be, you would like it. Like you would. It's like there's some interesting conversations. I did one with um, 
right before we were actually, I think we meet you and I might've talked about this on text, but um, I did a, um, a clubhouse with Patrick McHenry and Anthony Gonzalez about the, oh, okay. about the Robin Hood hearing. Oh, and they're nice. both on financial services. And, and like we had a, it was funny. We had a really interesting conversation that lasted about an hour. And a friend of mine who's in the entertainment business is a big liberal was like, man, I actually agree with McHenry on a lot of these things. Okay. So, so here's something, and I don't know, I don't want to say that this is bad exactly, but man, in that Robin Hood hearing, I was listening to the Dems and to the R's and I was like, I feel like they're fucking just wiping the table with us in terms of like how they're understanding the issue and stuff. But I don't know. Maybe I'm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's also a complicated issue that shouldn't really be on. I don't know. I mean, we could talk about it, but I, I don't. I don't. I don't. It's kind of old, but like, I don't know. It's a complicated issue, and um, I don't know if like I'm all for free speech. I tr- I don't take any political positions or anything, but like, like I could totally see people making. I can make both arguments that mm-hmm. getting on a, a message board and screwing around with the price of the stock is manipulating a stock, and I could also say it's not. So <laughs> I can make both arguments like perfectly, you totally. know, with, with equal vigor and, and, uh, force, but you know, um, so, you know, that's kind so of where we, I am. And I, back to clubhouse though, Adam, yeah. Kinsinger, I think you were talking about. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. God, we get on a lot of things. No, I, I, I'm proud doing of myself a, for tracking it back to that. Yeah. Kinsinger, <laughs> is, Kinsinger is doing a clubhouse, um, on the future of the GOP. So um, tonight, and I, I guess, and it's at, and it's with um, Peter Meyer, who's the new congressman from Michigan. And oh, so anyway, seems, he seems nice. He seems he's, he seems like a, a good guy. And as you hear the bells ringing in the Capitol. Um, so Cheney is betting that the party snaps back to where Kinzinger is. And I'm betting that Cheney's going to get a primary and we're going to see if that bet is real. Right. Yep. And Wyoming ain't ain't, you know, purple it's red that's a red state so if they get it down to one candidate who is going to um have trump's endorsement and run a normal campaign meaning not crowded out with 30 other candidates and who are all trying to claim the trump mantle and all Mm -hmm. that stuff like she could lose yeah it could could name id but like she has been you know she's betting she's making a very risky bet Mm -hmm. and i think she understands that and, and um well, she knows surprised. that you, she wasn't, she's not going to be able to survive with the Republican and neither will Kissinger, like that they won't last in this party, right? Like they're just not going to, you, you kind of pick, I think, I truly think that if you have any principles whatsoever, you got to look at it and be like, I don't, if this is what it is, I don't want to be a part of it. So like, fine, if I fucking lose, I'm out. But maybe I just have that. And yeah, I mean, I think that. I think that she, I mean, listen, if you think of it from her perspective and I, I don't know, I can't get inside of her head um, because I'm not her, but she passed up a race that she would have won for Senate. Mm-hmm. She would have walked into a Senate seat because yep. she thought, and I don't know that she thought this. So I'm just going to say this. Um, if I were putting myself in her shoes, she thought she could move up the leadership ladder. She probably thought that Nina, uh, the party needs a woman. They need somebody who's not from, the East coast or the West coast who has a different cl- geographical claim. Um, she's a hawk. She's mm-hmm. smart. She's a good fundraiser. She could raise money from yeah. the bushes and from the Trump people. This is before all this. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that's the, that's the bet she made. And she thought being a backbencher in the Senate was not as attractive as that. 
And yeah. now she, now she's going to have neither. Cause I, I don't think she has, I mean, she won this race. I just think that her upside in the house is relatively limited. Oh yeah. I mean, until, until something, I mean, the only, the only thing that I think could happen is this is like the, the pathway to normalcy that I think is possible is that you get rid of the filibuster, you pass HR one redistricting is totally changed and we don't have these fucking gerrymander seats and then everything. Well, is- I would say that, and I, and I, I've been like the, again, the one thing that I, one of the only things that I care about politically is like these districts um, and how stupid they are. Um, and yeah. it's the, it's the root cause of all this shit. It right? is. It's the root cause of all this stuff. When you go home and this is like a very West wingish view of the world, but when you go home and there's nothing there's no reason you're only meeting people who um, look like you, sound like you, think like you. Or worse, I mean, not even meeting them. Like if you're, a, if you are an R in one of these super safe Republican districts that are drawn like a fucking, I don't even know what, um, you don't even have to go talk to anybody. You just know that you're right. until, until there's a possibility of a primary and you know what you're, you know what the, the primary voters are like right now. And if right. you're walking that line, then you got nothing to worry about. And so, right. some of these districts, they aren't even, they don't even look like that anymore. The power has just been taken away um, because of gerrymandering. So you might have people of color, plenty of people of color that just don't, don't have enough to actually put their votes together and, and, you know, make it change. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's right. And um, it's, it's a mess. And I, I mean, listen, HR one um, is probably not going to pass the Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, it really will not. Definitely, unless they get rid of the filibuster, and it doesn't sound like it's possible for them to get rid of the filibuster. So, um, that mansion or cinema, right? And what do you think of mansion and cinema? I mean, I guess I don't have any stakes anymore. I think cinema is just being—I don't know what the fuck her problem is because Arizona, she does not need to be like that. And um, and mansion, I think, is you know he's. He's barely a Democrat. He's ever barely been a Democrat. And he's from West Virginia. What do you expect? So like. Uh, my thing is like, is actually a little bit more, um, is a little bit more surgical in the sense that like, if you're a Democrat, you just need to accept that their vote isn't as important as, um, is as important as Bernie Sanders. And you need, and like, you, you know, what? what's the saying? Like you're only, I mean, you're only as, you're Sorry, only as young Right. Or is you're only as young as your um, oldest body part or whatever. Um, um, I'm not so, sure I've heard that one, but uh, <laughs> do you have younger body parts just, than others? <laughs> yeah, my knees are like oh. 80, it oh, feels okay, like. Cool, cool. So, um, and so yeah. like, that's just the, de- that's the democratic majority they have. Like, mm-hmm. you don't get to govern the country yeah. you want or, or govern with the majority you want. You have to govern with the majority that you have. Yeah, it's true. Okay. And I mean, I think, I think the people who are going to have a harder time accepting that is are going to be the Democratic voters. It's not going to be, you know, the Democrats, the Democrats in the Senate, Democrats in Congress or Bill, you know, it's easier to come to terms with that when you're there and you see it happen every day. But for people who are who are watching, especially the Democratic activists who are just so pissed and want things to change, uh, you're not going to be OK with right. that. But, but I mean, Senate, what are you going to do? Are you going to go try to primary uh Joe Manchin. Not I'm sure they will. Probably, I'm sure yeah. someone, yeah, I'm sure someone will, and it'll be a total waste of time and they'll end up spending a bunch of money on a stupid race. Um, when the, the real thing that needs to happen is that we just need to win more seats. And it, it is so right. frustrating to think about this as that long term of the game that like, we have to wait till 
2022 now, and then maybe mm-hmm. again we'll we'll vote on the Equality Act again. We'll have, vote- but, but have I mean yeah. the, the, the filibuster? I mean the filibusters just you know. I mean if I were Schumer, and I'm not, <laughs> I would I would have tried to cut a deal with McConnell of some sort that would have you know I don't know what that deal looks like, and they're much smarter than me, so I don't know. I mean, is I mean, there I a think- deal to be had? I, I was, I was, uh, I had a different opinion on this even just a few weeks ago where I was like, oh man, I'm super um, skeptical of, of getting rid of the filibuster because at some point we're going to be in the minority again. And like, but the thing is they don't give a fuck. Like the Republicans will get rid of it the second that they need to or want to. And I, I actually don't think that they would. Um, really? I don't. Cause they've had so many, I mean, think about with, when, think about the withering criticism they came in under with Trump. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, he was on McConnell's ass for like weeks over getting rid of the filibuster and McConnell, oh, held, about that. And McConnell yeah. was just like, no, I don't have the votes. And by the way, McConnell probably, I mean, I don't know that he could have gotten the votes for it. And he, the reality might've just been, he didn't have the votes, but like, I don't know. I, I generally think McConnell uh, is a very, 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 very hard, very hard knuckled practitioner of uh-huh. politics who are sharp elbowed hard knuckle yeah. whatever uh, whatever um, the saying is um and he is um and i just i i just think he doesn't this is like one of his fundamental things is the power of the majority the minority because it's it's the one thing that you I mean the, the filibuster is literally the one thing he has and he knows that it go you go in and out you know so anyway yeah yeah i mean when you're in the senate for a while or in any of any of it for a while, you know that you're going to be the minority. And oh, fuck, I would, it, when people ask me about running again, there are a few things where I'm just like, I can't fathom having to do that, that part. Like being in the minority sounds just- it sucks. Hell. Yeah, so. Well, I mean, and listen, in the house, it's particularly bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's particularly, it's particularly brutal. Um, and uh, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, our, our only hope is, uh, you know, they could, I think they could go. And I, I, I'm not going to say again, we're, we're back to the, the prediction game. I, I don't think now that it would be, I think politically it actually would be the smart bet for them to just say, fuck it and go and get after the filibuster or do everything that they could to just do it. But you're not, if you can't get mansion and you can't get cinema, then you're not, you will not be able to get rid of the filibuster. It's not just about having a dead majority. You have to have all of them with how thin or how narrow of a margin we've got. So, yeah. And by the way, um, I, I do think that like, just from a public pers- a public point of view, right. A public opinion point of view, most people believe that you should be able to pass things with 50 vote, 51 votes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, yep. Because you should. I mean, fuck. <laughs> when you yeah. have the majority of 100, that means you have 51 of 100, not 60 yeah. of 100. So I get the, I can make the public argument if I were them. I, there's a public argument to be made. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the legacy we've got. Speaking of legacies, um, all of that was almost turned down on, on January 6th. You were in there. That was a hell of a time. I was. I was in this seat. Yes. Oh, you were right there. This remember- exactly where we are right now. Yeah. Or where I am. And I was watching your Twitter feed while it was happening because you were you were like Capitol Police were nowhere near you guys, right? We didn't get bailed out until like the, the timing is kind of fuzzy in my mind. Um, I think it started around two, three o'clock and we didn't get bailed out of here until like six. 
Oh my because, God. And if you read, if you read, it was funny. I was reading the chief of police's or one of the, one of the people who were involved in, mm-hmm. in that day, like their statements for the, you know, thousands of hearings that are now going on. Um, they said uh, they were, they evacuated the chambers and then they went floor by floor in the Capitol to evacuate people. And I'm on the third floor and um, uh, we were evacuated by like, you know, SWAT, SWAT team essentially. <laughs> and oh we were God. brought to um, the Longworth cafeteria, which, you know, and like they, at that point, they just had like, we were in a, the room was secure and they had, cops and SWAT teams on the outside and eventually we were allowed to come back here um but yeah what a crazy crazy day um have you uh, been do do you feel like you you are doing okay with PTSD from it or do you feel like kind of yeah I do I I there was one day like the Saturday after where I was just really angry at the whole situation Mm -hmm. (laughs) mostly because I I feel like this is a, and a, a problem I feel like in a, with a, a lot of public officials on a lot of different issues, but like a really freeing thing in my life is just being like, yeah, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Like I make mistakes. I'm human. And yeah. no one was willing to do that. And including Trump. And I, yeah. that really pissed me off. And yeah. I just, I, and I knew a lot of people in the white house sources of mine and people who I, I've known for a long time, um, who worked there in very senior roles. Um, and I told them, like, it's embarrassing that you guys can't be like, accept some responsibility in this whole some, thing. Because something, like, yeah. I, I, like, I don't know. Um, there was a rally. He yeah. said shit. Then they came up here and they invaded the building. I mean, you so, literally watched like the fucking the fucking right. news tracked it from here to here. That one of the we could draw a straight line from yeah. X to Y. I, yeah, I don't know how that that. Uh, but so it was really um yeah i mean a lot of people had a lot worse than i did um i mean i was out among the the things and i took videos and posted it but like igor bobic i'm not sure if you know him at all personally mm-hmm. but he works for the huffington post or huffpo i guess it's not called and he was the one who got a lot of that video of the of the eugene oh, goodman incident really? yeah um and it's amazing how he's so, I mean, he's rightfully famous, but like he's, I've seen him, you know, every day for the last 10 years or something like that, standing outside the yeah. Senate's chamber, uh, Officer Goodman. But anyway, uh, it was a oh, really- Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought, I didn't know that his, his name was Igor. I saw that was the- Igor that. Bobic is, Igor Bobic is the Huffington Post reporter who got okay. the video. Okay. Eugene I mean, Goodman is the cop. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. was like, wait, what? Uh, yeah. Anyway, so it was a uh, really crappy day and- um, the building is a mess now because just like just the fencing and all the security and the fact that we're basically living in a, I I had a member tell me yesterday that they served in the Middle East at a base in, I forget what they said, Kuwait or Iraq. And they said, this is, this is higher security than that base was, which is just, I mean, there's thousands of, of national guard troops like around the whole place. Wow. Still, huh? I mean, that's the scene. Until they figure out what the fuck happened, like what went wrong. Well, that's kind of what, I mean, everyone is now saying, take the fencing down, Republicans and Democrats. And then there are some people being like, let's figure out if like the building is secure first and then we'll start taking fencing yeah. down. Because I guess, and I'm not a, neither you nor I are QAnon devotees, but apparently there's a theory out there that on March 4th. I saw something that, about the March 4th thing and I don't, that, that Trump's going to get 
re inaugurated. Yeah. Inaugurated, yeah. <laughs> right. By the military this time. Oh, great. So th- they are actually predicting a military coup? No, they're not. I don't know what they're predicting. Um, this dude fucking Q is just like some random bald, like, internet troll. So maybe. Yeah. I, I can't wait until we, like, figure out who this, uh, who he actually is and the whole kind of thing gets gets opened up. I don't know if it ever will be opened up because people just won't be, be- they just won't believe it. They'll just be like, no, no, he's not. no, no. Uh, anyway. So what, okay. So bef- before, before we go, what in the next, you know, so if it was three months ago and obviously you couldn't have predicted anything that we're, where we're at now, well, I don't know, maybe you could have, what do you think no. we should be looking out, <laughs> out for, for the next three months? So we are in, let's call it March, right? Because we're basically in March. Um, so I think that, It'll be really interesting to see how Joe Biden passes or tries to pass this his jobs bill, right? He's going to want to do another three trillion or so in spending, which is just, I mean, even even if you are a total, the deficit doesn't matter. Person, it's a lot of money, money. and Mm -hmm. we've spent. I mean, the House is going to approve. The Congress is going to approve two trillion. Congress spent three or four trillion last year on COVID. And I'm not saying any of this is not needed. I'm not trying to minimize the situation. I'm just suggesting that at a certain point, this is a lot of money. And that point is like yesterday. Um, (laughs) So I think that's it. I think there's going to be a big infrastructure package. I think all of that is going to be very big. I'm curious to see, you know, so that'll take us basically to, to June. Uh, that I think the the campaigns that a lot of people are running is due, or I saw one today. I don't know if a lot of people are doing it. Uh, is due infrastructure by July fourth. Mm, okay. So I think that's what we're going to spend the next couple months concentrating on. Um, I'm curious to see where um, what happens with the, the you know the New York prosecutors got Trump's tax returns. So mm-hmm. what happens there? I mean, I only have modest interest in that. Um, but that's, oh, that's I can't I want to know what the fuck is going to happen at CPAC with Trump speaking. I've been a little bit nervous about that. Yeah, I know I don't know. I mean, what does he do does he have some sort of quest to try to do something to McConnell? I mean, he doesn't have much recourse. There's not much he could Oh, I don't mean that. Do. I just mean yeah. like inciting shit and like making, you know, making a comeback as it were. Yeah, but, I mean, I, what does he say? I mean, does I don't it's that, he's, be the same. that he's announcing for 2024 and campaigning now. I don't think he'll do that to you. Uh, let's just say if he did do it, I would not be at all surprised. Do I think he'll yeah. do it? Mm. But I, yeah. I, would, I would have zero shock if he did. I think he'll, he'll tease it and eventually just be like, we'll see, we'll see. I don't know. Um, so those are the things that are kind of on my mind. What happens with the Cheney-McCarthy-Scalise relationship? Um, you know, all that is interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, that's why you're there, right? Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So tell people where they can find, find you. Yes. Punchbowl.news is where you sign up for Punchbowl News. Um, uh, the Daily Punch is our podcast. You should listen to every morning and subscribe, please, and leave us nice reviews. Um, and then that's it. No. And then you, on Twitter. Oh, on Twitter, I'm just Jake Sherman. And um, on Instagram, I'm also Jake Sherman. And Punchbowl News, I think, is Punchbowl News on Twitter and on Instagram. We are on Twitter and Instagram. There you go. So the, you could, it's pretty simple. We're not, we don't, we try to keep it. We don't hide. Know, yeah, yeah. We don't hide. You could find yeah. us. We're the so most findable people. Your proper, your proper shout out here. I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> well, thank you very much. If you think of anything else um, that's coming up that we should do, pay special attention to, let me know. I will. Thank you. All right. I'll talk to you All later. Right. 
See you. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. Love having Jake on. Um, Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to Punchbowl's newsletter. And um, we'll see you soon. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.